Hi, I'm Walter Harvey, the senior pastor at Parklawn Assembly of God. Parklawn is a church that both regular attenders and even unchurched people love to attend. Why? Perhaps it's because we seek real and authentic relationships. We're a multicultural church that's engaged in volunteerism and outreach in our community and world. Let's face it, we live in a real world. Young people are facing challenges in their school, relationships, and career choices. That's why we're focused on practical matters, such as making faith work in family, career, and community issues. If you're tired of church as usual, or you don't go to church at all, then Parklawn Assembly of God could be the perfect place for you. Come check it out this weekend. We have services each Sunday morning at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. Parklawn Assembly of God is located at 3725 North Sherman Boulevard, right in the heart of the city of Milwaukee. You can contact us by phone or on the web at either 414-442-7411 or at www.parklawn.org. I hope to meet you soon. Oh, holy night. If you were here last week, you know that this song was written in the year 1847. And it was written at the request of a Catholic priest by a gentleman who was not a member of the church. He was a winemaker. It's a strange request to ask somebody who's not even uh, necessarily a follower of Christ, but when you can discern God's giftedness and call within people. The song was written by this gentleman, and he went to Luke chapter 2 from the, to get to the scriptures to find out why this night was so holy. But this song has a powerful history, uh, not just because of the, the author of it, but this song has literally changed and humbled the hearts of mankind over the centuries. There is a story that on, on Christmas Eve in the year 1871, some 34 years after it was written, there was a war between France and Germany. They called it the Franco-Persian War. And the Germans were on one side within their trenches shooting, and the French were on the other side shooting at the Germans. And on Christmas Eve, in the dark of night, a French soldier, the, the legend says, he stood up unarmed, and he began singing this carol, O Holy Night. And for those moments in time, the gunfire stopped. And then a German soldier came out on the other side and began singing a carol of his own. And the legend goes that for 24 hours, the hostility ceased while the soldiers celebrated Christmas. Then when the new day came, they started back shooting at each other again. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of our lives. The song has a powerful history. It impacts us in the realm of our humanity and our humility. The song calls for our humility because it says, fall on your knees. Fall on your knees. I think that's a great posture for many of us to begin to resume. You remember when you were taught to pray as a child? Isn't that how they taught you to pray? You, you knelt at your bedside, right? Now I lay me down. To it might have been that kind of prayer, but you knelt. It was demonstrating humility. This song calls for our, our return to humility, but it is also a call to a rest restoration of our humanity where we see the dignity that God has placed within every person. Male, female, young, old, rich, poor, black, white, 
God has placed his image in, on every one of us. Everything that he made on the first six days of creation, he said it was good. But when he made man and he spoke to himself, he says man is very good. In other words, man is the highest of his creation. And, and that's why when we, when we kill and we take another life, in the Old Testament it says that that life, you took a life and so your life should also be taken. Why? It's because you did not respect and honor the image of God in the other person. This song was written at a time, although it was written in, in France, when it was translated in English, it was translated by a gentleman by the name of uh, Dwight, John Sullivan Dwight. And he translated into English, and of course, during those years, think about it, 1800, slavery was very real in America. Slavery was justified because it was, it was justified because it was believed that slaves did not have souls. It was actually written into the United States Constitution that black people, that slaves were two-thirds of a human being. So it, it was justified only by denying the humanity of another person. And so abolitionists, they took to this song, they said, you know, we need to add this to our to our culture, to our repertoire, because we all have souls. The chorus said, chains shall he break, for the slave is our brother. You know, whatever your view of humanity is, that's how you're going to treat your fellow brother and sister. You know what, what the, one of the tragedies is today? It's not so much that we have uh, slavery as it was, you know, in the foundation of our nation, but there's other types of slavery. We have sexual slavery. We have human trafficking that's going on. We have pimping. And, and, and in order to pimp somebody, you have to convince yourself that they're less than you. That's your view of humanity. In order to treat somebody bad, treat somebody wrong, treat them like a dog or like an animal, you have to, you have to convince yourself that they don't have the same level of humanity as you do. We're all in this together. Amen? Your ancestors might have came over on the Santa, the Maria, the Penta, or the Mayflower, or they may have come on, over on a slave ship, but we're in the same ship now. Amen? We're all in this thing together. Humanity, humanity, your view of humanity not only affects you, but it infects other people. It has, it has a tremendous impact on other people. Um... My granddaughter celebrating her 13th birthday today. I remember we were sitting around the kitchen table about six, seven years ago. And during that time, the verdict came back for the Trevon Martin murder. You remember George Zimmerman and Trevon Martin in Sanford, Florida? And, um, you know, young people, children, they have an ability. They pick up the atmosphere. And my granddaughter looked over at me and she said, Grandpa, I don't want to be black. I don't want to be black, you know, and I had to process that for a moment. And after I processed it, I needed to rescue her soul. 
I need to rescue her soul because when, 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 when you grow up in an environment in which, which you, your humanity is not valued, that, that is like a, a vortex. It's like a tidal wave. You ever, when you flush the toilet and the water goes down, our society is like, a, is like this vortex. And it's this vortex of race. And it's this vortex that denies the humanity within people. And so we have to rescue people out of that tidal wave. Red, yellow, black, white, and brown, we're all in this thing together. And so I had to pull her up out of that. And every day, every one of us, when you, when you turn on the television, when, when you interact with people, when you go to work, it doesn't matter. You are in this vortex, and it is attacking your soul. It's attacking your image of humanity, your image of yourself, your image of the people around you. It's an assault upon our soul. That is the legacy of race and slavery in our nation. That is the legacy that all of us have inherited and that we have to deal with. It impacts our sense of self-worth. It impacts our sense of self, how we see ourselves, whether we see ourselves as worthy. No wonder why kids grow up with a warped sense of themselves, a warped sense of God. And so it don't matter if I take your life because my life don't really value much to me either. So yours doesn't. I don't see you as a, as a human being. I don't see you as anything worthy because I don't see myself as anything worthy. That is the impact of the nurture, the environment that we live in combined with the nature, the sin nature that every one of us are born with. You put those two things together, we got a, we got a wicked concoction that only the grace of Jesus Christ can break. And daily repentance and daily crucifixion of our flesh. I'm preaching good already, whether y'all saying amen or not. So parents, preachers, grandparents, we every day, we, we have the privilege of, of, of rescuing our children and ourselves back to the identity that God has created us in. Hallelujah. So I love this hymn. Jesus came to break chains. Chains shall he break. He came to free us from oppression, from every type of oppression. Oppression that's outside of us and the oppression that's on the inside of you. Because the enemy is not just out there. The enemy is in a me. Some of y'all ain't real. Some of y'all is just denying it. Oh, he ain't in me. Yes, he is. See, that's that lion spirit already. He's in you. Chains shall he break. As I was preparing this message, God gave me an image of a, of a circus elephant. And uh, you probably have seen these circus elephants. In order to tame them when they are brought from the wild into civilization, that the trainers will take a big strong chain and tie it around the leg of the elephant and tie that chain to a tree. And they'll often do it when the, when the elephant is young, when it's a baby. And that elephant is, is, is having it impressed in their memory that they are in captivity, that they are a slave, that they can't break free from it. Now, the elephant don't realize it, but it's continuing to grow. It's getting bigger than the chain. It's getting bigger and stronger than the tree. But in its memory, it's still reminded that I can't break free from this tree. And so... Over time, no matter how big the elephant gets, the trainers can tie a rope around that leg and around the tree. The elephant still remembers the chain, remembers when it was younger, and it is conditioned by its captivity. 
There are a lot of us that are like circus elephants. Chained to our past memories. Chained today to the way we thought about ourselves back then. Chained today to the words that were spoken to us when we were children and growing up. Chained today to the pain of our past, to the abuse of our past. Don't realize that now you are in Christ. You're this big, strong elephant, and there's this thread that's holding you to your past. That all you got to do is just kick your leg and you'll break the chains. Don't realize who you are. I love the song by Sinash. It says, I know who I am. She says, we are a chosen generation. We've been called forth to show his excellence. All that I require, God has given to me. I know who I am. I know who God says I am, what he says I am, where he says I'm at. I know who I am. And I'm, walk, I'm working in power. I'm working in miracles. I live a life of favor for I know who I am. God is reminding you that you are his child. So I speak to all of my elephant Christians this morning to let go of the past impressions of yourself, to let go of the limitations of how you see yourself and what others told you you would be and what others told you you would become or you won't ever amount to anything. You're just like your daddy or just like your mama. And No, God says in Isaiah 43 and 8, he says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing, and now it springs up. I'm doing a new thing in you. Amen? God is setting you free from your past. But you got to make a decision. you got to make a decision to let go of the pain of the past. you got to make a decision to change your mind. Your old ways. Colossians chapter, chapter 3 tells us in verse 7 that we used to walk in some old ways. In the life that you once lived. See, that's in the past. But now in Christ, you must rid yourself. you got to make a decision to rid yourself of such things. What kind of things? Anger, wrath, malice, slander, filthy language from your lips. Don't lie to each other since you have taken off for your old self with its practices and have put on the new self which is being renewed in the knowledge in the image of its creator. It's reminding you in verse 12, therefore as God's chosen people, that's your identity, as God's chosen people, holy, dearly beloved, clothe yourself with compassion, with kindness, with humility, with gentleness, with patience, bear with one another. And forgive one another. If anyone has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Hallelujah. Well, Sister Tabitha, let me, let me uh, use you as an illustration this morning. Trust me, it's, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. I love my sister. I want you to put on this explosive vest. <laughs> loaded with TNT. Don't worry, I got the, I got the detonator. I, I, where is the detonator? Where is the, can you put that backpack on?
know, we all, we all have a backpack. Yeah, you do. It's, it's, it's called life. It's called your soul. And we all put on our backpacks every day. Some of you all have supersized backpacks loaded with all kind of stuff. And through life, uh, stuff was said to you that wasn't true. Somebody lied on you. Somebody told you you were this and you really were that. Somebody told you this is your daddy, but it was really your uncle. And so you walking around with with a lie. Felt light at first, didn't it? You know what I see in our young people today? They walk around with these bricks of anger. They'll take your life. They'll curse you out. They'll beat you down. And when they get you on the ground, they'll stomp the life out of you. They're just angry. They drive angry. They, they talk angry. They, 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 they relate to one another angry. They speak to those who are in authority with a sense of anger. They're walking around with this backpack. Get in, I'm gonna get it in there. Ah. Let me know if it hurts now. I know you got a bad back too. I got the wrong person up here. Lord Jesus. Lord, don't sue the church, all right? You're a member. How I many of you know there's some real evil people in the world? I mean, just just evil. Just just mean. Just you haven't done nothing to them, they just evil. Just evil, diabolically evil. What would cause a man to kill his, his pregnant wife and his two daughters? That's evil. What would, what would cause a person to, to rape a young boy in a bathroom? That's evil. And we walking around with, with evil on the inside. I think I can get a few more in there. You good? Oh, Jesus. You might want to do like this. There you go. Bend your knees. Bend your knees. Bend your knees. My God. You know, have you ever been to a store and you, you see a mother talk to her child? Just curse them out? Just, just treat them like they a person on the street. Don't realize this is your baby. You push this baby out, but now you cursing this child. You, you're putting something in this child's spirit that will be in their soul for the rest of their life. to rip your jacket off. <laughs> All right. How you doing? 
Praise God. You ever have a job one day only to be told you're no longer needed? You're no longer wanted. We got, we got somebody to replace you. You ever been in a relationship, been in marriage, been dating somebody only to find out that they weren't really committed to you? You've been replaced. Spirit of rejection. You're not good enough. You're not the right shape, the right color, the right size, the right age. I don't need you anymore. Rejection. It's in our backpack. Can you walk around a little bit with that? <laughs> like he walking uphill, don't it? It's not comfortable. Some of you all got abuse in your past. You didn't do anything to deserve it. It, it, it happened to you. But it doesn't define you. Some of us, we got hatred. Some of us have some pain in the past. Have you ever met anybody that just live in the past? They just got a memory of the past. Just You can be talking about the future, talk about today, and all of a sudden, I remember. I remember when. Walk right over there. Somebody help her get this backpack off. Because I'm not about to try to strain my arm. Rip my shoulder out of socket. Thank you. Give her a hand. That's, that's, she's helping us. Scripture in Colossians says, bear with one another. Forgive one another. You know forgiveness is a choice. Forgiveness is an act of your will. Forgiveness is making up your mind that I'm going to love you in spite of the wrong you've done. In spite of how you treated me in the past. In spite of what you said about me. If you don't, you're carrying that backpack around with you. You think that you're hurting the other person by holding a grudge. Yeah, they might be carrying some guilt around, but you're carrying them around. You're carrying everything that happened to you around. Some of you all are old enough like me. My lineal is going to be asking, what am I talking about? But uh, City of Milwaukee is famous for two TV shows back in the 60s and 70s, Laverne and Shirley, and what was the other one? Happy Days. And the cool guy in Happy Days, his name was Fonzie. Fonzie used to wear this leather jacket. In fact, it's a statue of him down on the Riverwalk, just north of Wisconsin Avenue. He used to wear this leather jacket. And Fonzie was so cool that if he ever did anything wrong, 
he felt like it was a weakness to apologize. And so he would, he would say, I'm he couldn't say I'm sorry. Because it was, it was against his coolness. And there's a lot of us that are like Fonzie. You look good on the outside. You look cool on the outside. But on the inside, you're walking around with a load of bricks of unforgiveness. And the moment that you decide, I'm going to bear with one another, I'm going to forgive my brother, you are opening up the prison doors. You're not only letting the person who hurt you go free, but you're letting yourself go free. God is saying to all of his elephant sons and daughters this morning that it's time to let go of the blame game. It's time to let go of the blame game. Allow God to rewrite your history. I'm telling you, he rewrites history. There's a story in the Bible of a, of a child who was born in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9. His mother named him Jabez, which means he who causes pain. Doctor, what's she going to name your baby? He who causes pain. That boy almost killed me. I'm going to call him pain. Sign him up for kindergarten. What's your baby's name? He who causes pain. Oh, okay. Are we going to take the role today? John, here. Sally, here. He who causes pain. Here. He who causes pain. But the scripture says that Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. For his mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. But Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted him his request. You know what that's saying to me? That God rewrites stories. He rewrites stories. He rewrites stories. He did it for the woman at the well. Y'all remember that in John chapter 4? Jesus said, I must go through Samaria. He had an appointment with this woman who was drawing water at a time of day that the other women would not be there because they all knew her past. They knew her story. They knew that she had been married five times, five failed marriages, and she was working on number six, but she hadn't married the man yet. And Jesus came along and asked her to give him some water. In exchange, he wanted to give her the living water. You know what that woman did? She dropped her backpack. She dropped her water bottle right there at the well, ran into the city, and said, come and see a man who told me everything that I've ever done. Come and see a man who rewrote my story. Y'all know me for these six husbands, these six men, but this man gave me a fresh start. You got to let it go. You got to allow God to rewrite your story. You got to stop playing the blame game that I am the way I am because of my mama. I am the way I am because of I, they took my virginity. I am the way I am because they rejected me. I am the way I am because they lied on me. Stop playing the blame game. When you encounter Jesus Christ, he offers you a fresh start. Jesus said, "I have come that they might have life and they might have it abundantly. Can I just let you know this as the worship team comes back? That when you accept Jesus Christ, he does not 
erase your past. I know that sounds unbiblical. Wait a minute, doesn't he forgive our sin? Yes, he forgives our sin. But Jesus does not cause you to never remember your past. He does not hold your past against you. You know why? Because of the blood. It's all because of the blood. That when he sees the blood, he doesn't see what you did under the blood. It's all under the blood. What happened to you, the pain, the things that you've done, the things that you need to take responsibility for, it's under the blood. You might even be able to remember it. Sometimes de- I know the devil remembers it because he's always bringing stuff back to my memory. Maybe I'm the only one. I could be in a sanctified moment. All of a sudden, something come back to my mind like, wait a minute. I know I did that, but you better remind yourself. It's under the blood. It's under the blood. Jesus came to heal you. He came to restore you. But you've got to be willing to let go of your chains. You've got to be willing to drop your water bottle, be willing to drop your backpack, be willing to drop your rocks, be willing to drop whatever it is that you're carrying. That's the good news of Christmas. Chains shall he break. Am I talking to anybody in here this morning that's, that's, that's a slave to yesterday? Come on. Yesterday is a hard taskmaster. Yesterday is a hard slave master. You can never please yesterday. Yesterday you live in regret. Yesterday is I woulda, coulda, shoulda. Yesterday I failed. So I can't get up today. I have no future because of yesterday. When you remember what you did yesterday, I'm telling you, you're just adding more bricks to your backpack. You got to stop living in yesterday and start living in the present. It's a gift. That's why they call it the present. It's a gift. It's a gift. If you're here this morning and you want to you break out of that prison, you want to break out of the prison of fear, the prison of shame, prison of your past if you want to break out of the prison I'm telling you you got to be willing to let the other person go who's in the next jail cell with you you got to choose to forgive and let me tell you why it's a prison it's a prison because God wants to free you he wants to give you that abundant life but he says I can't unless you forgive those who have trespassed against you I can't forgive you I can't give you this freedom I can't give you this life I can't give you this second chance that I want to give you that I came to give you because you're still holding on to somebody else so all over this sanctuary gymnasium fellowship hall all over this place today you can be free You can be free because of the blood. If there's somebody that you need to forgive, just stand to your feet right now as an act of your will and say, I, I, I don't, you don't know what they did to me, preacher, but I know it doesn't matter what they did. I don't have to know. But as an act of your will, that's all you got to do. Just say, Lord, I want to. I'm, I'm willing to. I don't know how, but I'm, I'm willing You want to break out of the prison. You you feel like you're walking under the weight of the abuse 
of the rejection, of the hurt, of the anger, of the fear, of the evil. God wants to give you his peace this morning. He wants to give you his peace. Oh, Lord, you said you would keep us in perfect peace. Him whose mind is stayed upon you. Thank you for your peace, Lord. If you're standing this morning, just, just hold your hands out as if you're holding a heavy load. Just hold them out in front of you right now. As if you're giving Jesus your burden. You're giving him your past. You're giving him your pain. You're giving him what happened to you. Lord, we want to make an exchange today. We want to make an exchange. We, we want to make a deposit of our pain, and we want to make a withdrawal of your peace. We hold out to you everything that happened to us, everything they said about us, every lie they told on us, every misunderstanding, oh God. We, we hold it out to you right now, and we ask you to take it. Come on, give it to them right now. Let them take it. Let him take it. Let him take it. Let him take it. Lord, we, as an act of our will, we, we choose to forgive right now. We forgive. You go ahead and name the person or the people. I, I forgive. I forgive. I forgive. I choose to forgive right now, Lord. I feel weights falling off of people right now in the name of Jesus. I feel chains breaking. I feel shackles breaking. I feel the chains breaking this morning. Because of the blood of Jesus. You said in your word, Father, if we confess our sins, that you are faithful and you are just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Oh, God, take away, Lord. Take away my sins. Forgive me my trespasses as I forgive those who have trespassed against me, Lord. <laughs> oh, God, open the prison doors. Set captives free right now, Lord. Set your people free. Break the chains right now, Lord. I feel the chains breaking. Parkline Assembly of God exists to share the light, life, and love of Jesus Christ. As a part of this mission, join us for special services workshops, and encounters. Parklawn Assembly of God is located at 3725 North Sherman Boulevard, right in the heart of the city of Milwaukee. You can contact us by phone or on the web at either 414-442-7411 or at www.parklawn.org. I hope to meet you soon.